Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 42. When we left one another last, we were discussing forgiveness. I want to continue that topic throughout the next few podcasts. And let me just begin by saying to truly forgive someone who has hurt us deeply is going to take more of the grace of God to do supernatural grace than anything God will ever ask us to do in his name. But if we're going to experience what it's like to be godlike, we have to deal with forgiveness because the most godlike thing we will ever be asked to do is to truly forgive those who have hurt us deeply. And remember, those whom we love most are the ones that can hurt us the deepest. Our sons, our daughters, our moms, our dads, our relatives, a trusted friend, a pastor, a deacon, a Sunday school teacher, someone that is in the family or someone who's like family. You see, the more that we love someone, the more that we trust them and are more apt to trust them. And so it is in life. Our enemy can never betray us because we will never let them inside the circle in order to betray us. It's only those that we trust with all of our heart. And so when we talk about forgiveness, we're talking about something that really happens to us. Now, when you forgive someone, that doesn't mean that you're saying, well, this never happened because it did. It's not saying, well, it didn't bother me that much because it did. You and I have to deal with wounds in our lives. And as I have talked with uh, friends who are physicians over the years, I have found out that for me as a layperson, I can break down wounds uh, in two ways. Real wounds, what we would call pain that has come to us in one way or another. There are those active voice wounds. That is, those that we ourselves have had some part in. They might not be self-inflicted, but because of something we were doing, uh, we were wounded, something we were involved in, something that we did, something that we said, and it's brought about hurt and harm in our lives. Then there are passive voice wounds, that is, those over which we had no control, things that happened in our lives that someone perpetrated upon us, uh, whether it is just the betrayal of a friend, uh, and I don't mean that lightly, or whether it is the wounding of someone, the uh, rape of someone the mistreatment, the abuse of someone, and the hurting, the murder of someone, the killing of someone, the entire range of things that you had no part in, but it was something that someone perpetrated upon you. Often I will hear people say absurdly that time will heal. Well, time doesn't heal. As a matter of fact, time can be the greatest enemy of a wound because if there is not proper healing, then a wound, whatever the cause and whatever the source, can have what seems to be healing, but it is not healing at all. In other words, there is a festering that can take place. And the longer that takes place and the more poison that that is produced in the body, then the greater is the harm to the body, to the fact that you might lose a limb, you might lose a finger, you might lose a foot, you might lose a leg, and sometimes if it's unchecked, it will cause you to lose your life. 
No, I believe that when a person is wounded, you can classify those wounds in many different ways, but I do in this relationship in two ways, a clean wound and a dirty wound. A clean wound is that wound which you have nothing to do with. It's perpetrated upon you. It's passive. You had no part in it. It was not self-inflicted. And so what do you do? How is that taken care of? Well, a clean wound can only be healed by time and God. You see, God has to get in on the process of healing if it is a clean wound. But listen to me, if it is a dirty wound, if there is dirt in the wound, if there is infection in the wound, if there is a foreign something that has come into your body uh, through the wound, and I would classify that as something I've been involved in myself, where there is guilt involved in it, then what I would say to you is it has to be cleaned and then God and time will heal. You see, God and time heals in both. But when there are things that are related to us that we need to get right, we need to confess, we need to deal with in our own lives, that is a dirty wound. And the only way we can get it clean is to repent of it, to ask God to cleanse it, and then he will suture it back together and then he will heal in time. Almost all of us who have lived any length of time have scars. Those scars are reminders of healing. They may be good memories, bad memories, whatever the case, but a scar is something that will stay with us most of the time until the day that we die. And it can be a reminder to us in a good way that we never want to do that again, or it could be a reminder of the healing of God and uh, the wonderful thing that takes place. That doesn't mean that you don't ever remember what happened, but it means it doesn't affect you. It doesn't hurt to touch it anymore. And time alone can bring that about. So in this matter of forgiveness, we need to deal with the source of the wound itself. Is this something we had something to do with that brought about the hurt and the harm? If that's the case, then repent of that because only you can do that. Repent of whatever it is that's in your life that has brought about decisions that hurt and harmed you and uh, then ask God to cleanse you from that and uh, to heal in the wound and in time, God's Holy Spirit and time will heal. But if it's a clean wound, something you had nothing to do with, nothing that you desired, but something that was perpetrated upon you, then you have to let God take that and time and God will heal. Now, what does that have to do with forgiveness? Well, I can tell you a personal experience and I'll do that. You see, I I don't want to use someone else's experience in, in something so intimate, so I'll use my own. When I was a young boy of seven, my mother uh, did not want uh, me anymore and did not want my two brothers. She wanted to do what she wanted to do, so she left. She left our dad for another man, and when she drove out of sight, my world fell apart. And for years, I thought it was my fault that mom and dad had divorced. And uh, that might be common today, but in the early 60s, in 1962 and 1963, divorce was not common. I was the only boy in the third grade, the second and the third grade, that had divorced parents. Uh, That was uh, amazing because when I was growing up, there was a poor kid, there was a rich kid, there was a fat kid, there was an extra skinny kid in most of our classes, Uh, but I was the poor and the divorced kid. And uh, so there was a lot of wounds that went with that. 
But I had nothing to do with that. I really had nothing to do with my mom and dad divorcing, but I thought that was so. But that was actually one of those wounds that were passive. I had nothing to do with it. But yet it brought about deep bitterness in my life and uh, brought about great heartache and confusion and, and a sense of abandonment that God had to work me through for years in my adult life. What I'm telling you is there's some things that come upon us that we have nothing to do with and the enemy will beat us over the head with it. I've dealt with those who have uh, had abortions and they chose to get an abortion. They had a part in that. And then the enemy has beaten them over the heads with it and has used that to shame them and guilt them. Even after they have turned from it, uh, confessed it to God and all that goes with that. But then there are times when a woman is raped, for instance, or a man is raped and, and they had no part in that. That's not what they wanted. But yet the enemy will come around and say, oh, but if you hadn't have done this and you hadn't have done that, that would have never happened. The fact is there is no excuse for rape. None whatsoever. There's no excuse for abuse. We might put ourselves into situations that we don't and should not have put ourselves into, but there is no excuse for that whatsoever. And so in dealing with all of the things and the sin and the degradation and the debauchery of our culture, we have to come to grips with the fact that things happen to us that we have no control over. And there's no sin to confess. It's just a matter of saying, God, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to forgive this person. I'm going to cut them loose. I'm going to bear the cost for this. And I'm going to turn this over to you. And when you do that and you continue to choose to do that, God, God and time will heal. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.